Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Gentleman Report. In today's episode, we are going to be doing our first fantasy football review of the year. Last year, we did a fantasy football review for my personal league every single week. This year, we're going to be changing it up a little bit. Um, after every single matchup is over, we're going to be interviewing one of the managers from the league, talk about his matchup, talk about his his um, his team, and just get to know him a little better. So the first manager that we are going to be speaking with in today's episode is the manager of the Chicago Bihars, Abe Bihar. Abe, say hello to the fans. Hey, what's going on, guys? Okay, so before we get into the fantasy football aspect of the video, let's just talk about you for a little bit and what you, you know, look for in a sports team or who just some of your favorite players, you know, obviously you're from Chicago. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So a uh, big Chicago guy, um, you know, love the bulls, the bears, the Cubs, the Blackhawks. Those are all been my teams. Um, I think Chicago, uh, the bears specifically have a very interesting year. I think that Justin Fields is a, is a renowned talent and can really be a superstar in this league. I've nicknamed him the franchise because I think he's the first franchise quarterback the team has ever had, even, even with McMahon. Like, I think he's the first ever franchise quarterback the team has really had. So in my opinion, there's been a lot of controversy about whether he should be benched. And I think he should be because the offensive line in Chicago is horrible. And I don't want to see this kid getting hurt. I really don't want to see it. I want to see this kid healthy. Uh, we saw a glimpse of him versus the Rams. He seems like a superstar. And I think that there's no rush to play him. If we played him, we'd be a fringe playoff team. There's no like high reward to playing him. And I think he should just sit and you know watch Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton isn't such a horrible vet. And then next year will be his year if we can get the O-line better. And uh, that, that's my opinion, at least. Yeah, that shows what you just said shows the feelings of responsible fans, not someone who just wants to throw, you know, like you said, the franchise out there, you know, deer in the headlights. You want to make sure that he's going to be healthy for years to come. And, you know, the Bears O-line is, is not as good as it used to be. And you don't, and again, you just don't, you want to make sure that your players are healthy, especially the franchise quarterback. So yeah. that's very responsible of you. I don't think a lot of fans, would have said that. Um, but yeah, so Justin Fields is one of your favorite players. I know Zach Levine is one of your favorite players. Like you said, a big Bulls yeah. fan. Any players that you like, you know, outside of Chicago from any of the real, any of the sports, football, basketball? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I love, I love tight ends. I love Gronk. I love Kelsey. I love Kittle. Um, I, I love, and I know uh, Calvin Johnson isn't a tight end, but Calvin Johnson's probably one of my favorite wide receivers. Uh, and um, I'm new to football, so I don't know a lot of the older players, but I mean, just in modern football, like I love Calvin Johnson. Um, I love Amari Cooper, and I love Amari Cooper because, first of all, when he catches the ball, the whole stadium screams Coop, no matter what stadium he's in. And the yeah, second actually, ball, I saw that they were in playing the Buccaneers game. And he this, caught a touchdown or a reception and all the Dallas fans 
were screaming coop. That was cool. Uh, he has amazing footwork, like phenomenal footwork, probably one of the best footwork in the league. He can tiptoe and catch a touchdown anywhere. And I love watching that in a wide receiver. And uh, so th- those are just some of the players that, that I like. Yeah. And especially, you know, you could appreciate the footwork as an athlete yourself. You, I know you play basketball, so that's yeah. part of that's part of the game. And especially for football, he's definitely I always see him whenever I'm able to watch the Cowboys game. I always see him like his signature thing is that he'll run across the end zone to the yeah. other corner and Dak or whoever the quarterback will throw it basically out of bounds. Yeah, and he, he'll like he's very throw good it. And, yeah, catch it right like that. I've always like and I always love seeing that. That's incredible skill. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you about that footwork. No. So now we're going to get into the fantasy football aspect of the video. So obviously your team named Chicago Bihars. It's your favorite city and your last name. A yeah. Classic. Uh, Abe's been in the league for years, so and has all has never changed his team name. So he's staying loyal to the Chicago Bihars. And here he has the, the, the logo for the, I believe, the University of Chicago. Maroons. Their, the Maroons. Uh, so another Chicago, another Chicago shout out um, with the team logo. So now we're going to move on. No. Okay, there we go. Uh, now we're going to move on to his a little bit talking about his draft. And, you know, I don't think he made... The, Questionable isn't the right word because that makes it seem like they're bad, but Abe has his own reasoning for his pick. So we're going to, I want him to tell you guys. So the first one, obviously, is as you see on the screen, number one overall, Abe drafted Alvin Kamara, which he's a great running back, but the consensus pick for mostly everyone in fantasy football, um, fantasy football players and fantasy football, you know, analysts is that Christian McCaffrey should be, uh, should be the number one pick. Uh, so, Abe, tell us a little bit about why you drafted Alvin Kamara instead of Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, first thing, um, I love his receiving game. I think he can. I think he's really good at catching the ball. And um, also, I mean, just I mean, just this past week, you know, receiving touchdown, bam, but it being, and you know, we're playing half PPR this year, so I had that in mind. Um, the, the biggest reason I did not draft him. Oh, uh, I drafted him over Christian McCaffrey was because I am really scared of Christian McCaffrey getting injured. And my biggest uh, reasoning behind this is because it's a new team. It's a new offense. So Christian McCaffrey will be, uh, he will get a big load like Alvin Kamara is also going to get a big load, but Christian McCaffrey, he plays. So uh, if you watch him play, he is so like just crazy on the field, you know, front flipping over players, diving into the end zone, always on the ground. He is a very rough, rough, rough player. And his style of play just scares me as a fantasy uh, manager because I can definitely see him getting injured again. And personally, I had an ACL tear just this past summer. I've been learning a lot about, you know, overall sports injuries and just Christian McCaffrey just seems like a player who could definitely get injured again. And, um, and having the first overall pick is tough, especially in a 10-man league, because your next pick is 20. So, you know, Christian McCaffrey goes down, your team goes down. So I just had more faith in Alvin Kamara and the injury aspect. And I know Dalvin Cook always gets injured. 
So uh, I just wanted a player who just was going to be stronger and, and didn't have a history of injury, at least last season. Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned that about the injuries because I just saw something um, that, you know, Jerry Judy in this league is on my fantasy team, and he just had a basically last the same injury that Christian McCaffrey had last year. It was like a, a very high ankle sprain. And I read an article, I saw a video, I don't remember, but it was saying how those injuries are, you know, really difficult to come back from even after, you know, months of rehab. You know, it's hard to play such a difficult sport after having such a serious injury. Yeah, because the so, issue with uh, high ankle sprains, actually, I spoke with it with my physical therapist because I'd still recover from ACL. High ankle sprains are tough to operate on. And because of that, they, they kind of lend them to self-heal and you can never really measure how quickly someone heals over just over normal time. Like it's so hard to kind of gauge it. And that's, that's what's mm -hmm. tough with those injuries. Yeah. So essentially, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you took Alvin Kamara because one, you know, he does not have a history of getting injured and that's important in fantasy. That's, I would say, that's that's part of the game injuries are part of regular football so it's going to affect our fantasy teams and the second reason is that because of the you know because of the new offense surrounding christian mccaffrey with the new weapons they got you know sam Darnold and um which is and terrace marshall you know you don't know how consistent of a role you know you would get there and alvin Kamara is still the lead guy in new orleans yeah, like I think McCaffrey is just, you know, he's in a new offense. So, I mean, it seems like this week he had a good he, he had a good game. Uh, and it seems like they're going to be running through him a lot, which is, you know, good, good for McCaffrey. But um, it's new offense, so. Yeah, uh, and it's not like, it's also not, first of all, it's only one week. So, and of course, I don't want injuries on anyone, especially Christian McCaffrey because he's on my team. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> But and and it's also you can't like you can't say it's a bad pick because just because Christian McCaffrey had no points is not like Alvin Kamara had a bad game. So you know I think that it was a fine pick. You know that's what fantasy is about. You make your own decisions. You draft your favorite players, and and that's why you did it. So and speaking of favorite players, if you move down to Abe's second round pick, that's one of his favorite players, James Robinson, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so I think ja James Robinson is a good pick, but you could question why he was drafted so early, especially over, you know, I went back and I looked at the draft board and you had, you picked James Robinson at 20, which was over Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Chris Carson and David Montgomery. So those players aren't necessarily so much better than James Robinson, but you know, someone might have taken Mixon over James Robinson or Swift over Robinson. So what was the thought process at pick 20 with Robinson? So I didn't like Swift because I was aiming for Hawkinson. And also Swift is coming back from injury again. I don't like players particularly coming back from injury. That's not something that I shoot for. Yeah, especially a groin injury. I don't really – that was why I was also moving away from him. I didn't, didn't really want to deal with that. Exactly. And also that team, that, that Lions team is going to be playing from behind. So they're going to be throwing more. That's why I picked Hawkinson. He had a great game, you know, again, coming back from behind, throwing a lot. Um, 
So that's why I picked him over Swift. I picked him over Carson because Carson's always injured. And it's surprising. He's consistently always injured. Uh, and, you know, DK Metcalf was sitting there, so I was probably going to take Metcalf over. over. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather have the boom of Metcalf or the boom of Carson. Um, Mixon, again, I have T. Higgins. So it, with Mixon, I was also – I preferred wide receivers on the Bengals instead of running backs on the Bengals because uh, I think Joe's going to want to throw more anyways. And, again, they're going to be coming back from behind. Uh, and then uh, the last running back is Montgomery, and I've really been tossing and turning about this because it's kind of coming back to bite me. I don't, I, I, I don't know. In my eyes, I preferred Robinson over Montgomery because I thought, you know, I just thought that Robinson had, a, you know, he had a really good game. He had a really good year last year. And I still thought that Robinson was going to have a, a good role. And I thought that Montgomery and Robinson were kind of equal. And I took Robinson over Montgomery. And that's kind of more of a bias because I had Robinson last year. But I don't know. As hindsight, I think that um, M- Montgomery might have a better year this year. But again, it's only one game. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what, what I'll have to see is how Hyde uh, affects Robinson's load. Because, you know, he is out of Ohio and Urban Meyer is also out of Ohio. But um, my hope is that Robinson is still going to be a main guy and uh, he'll still have his you know, breakout plays because he had a lot of big breakout plays last year. And uh, I'm hoping that he'll, could, he'll still uh, have a potential to do that. But yeah, I'm tossing yeah, about the Montgomery. I don't pick. think you'll, it's also, it's, it's too early. Like you can't, you know, really panic on your players unless you see something really, really, you know, bad that you didn't like. I didn't really think that happened with James Robinson, so I don't really worry about him. And this is something I always think about when I draft or, you know, trade. I always go for my favorite players. Like, you know, I could have taken, like, I I was actually right after Abe. So every time Abe picked, and then I picked, I picked, and then Abe picked. So Abe Abe got DK Metcalf, and then I went ahead and I think I took Keenan Allen over Justin Jefferson or something like that. And so Justin Jefferson was over Keenan Allen in rankings, but Keenan Allen's my boy and, and I like him. So, you know, I drafted him. So James Robinson is your boy from last year. So you took him and, you know, hopefully it pays off. And if it doesn't, I don't know, that, that's what fantasy about. So I don't think it's, it, it, it was, I'm not saying it was a bad pick, but, you know, just, just getting, just picking your mind a bit. And then, the only one other pick that I thought about a little bit was round four and Josh and Josh Allen. I don't think it was a bad idea to draft a quarterback this early, especially one of the top three quarterbacks. But at this point, Patrick Mahomes was already taken. So it was Josh Allen or Kyler Murray. And I know you had Kyler Murray on your fantasy team last year. So why did you not go for Kyler Murray instead opted for a Josh Allen. So I have this thing. So I've always been very fortunate with my quarterbacks. My first year playing, I had Dak and Dak was the number one quarterback, fantasy quarterback that year. He had a phenomenal year. It was the year before he got injured. And I took Dak on accident. I originally didn't want, I actually wanted Baker Mayfield and it auto-drafted Dak Prescott. So I got it auto-drafted. Yeah. And it auto-drafted Dak Prescott and I blew up that year. Then the, the next year, I wanted a different quarterback and Kyler Murray just fell to me and I didn't get the quarterback. originally. I don't remember which quarterback I originally wanted, but Kyler was just there. So I took Kyler. I think I wanted Dak again, but I couldn't get him. So I took Kyler. So 
for some reason, I always think that the number one quarterback is going to change. And Kyler had a very good season last year. So in my eyes, I thought that Josh Allen was going to be the MVP this year. I thought that he was the next guy up uh, to be the MVP. And uh, again, he had one bad game. He played a phenomenal defense. So let's see what happens when he plays a bad defense. But um, I thought that Josh Allen was going to be that MVP caliber player. And I think next year it's Kyler's year. I think that's going to be his MVP year uh, in my eyes. So that, that was just my idea behind that. Yeah. And again, it's Josh Allen is a good pick. He's a great quarterback. And it's not like he had such a bad game. He had 16 points. You know, that's okay. Um, he played against the, he, he played against the tough defense and Kyler Murray, while he, I think he finished as the number one overall quarterback this week, he played a terrible defense. So, and it's week one, so you can't really, you know, it, it, I'm just saying it's too early and yeah, but, um, you know, that's interesting. Josh Allen. I, I, so that's your MVP pick this year. I Josh Allen. And I think that with the offense, they don't run the ball. Like they, you know, yeah, Buffalo yeah. doesn't run the ball. So his numbers, if he has a good season, like if they go 11, 12 wins, his numbers are going to be inflated because they just don't run the ball. He doesn't, he doesn't pitch it. So it's going to be all throws. Yeah. They have some bad running backs there in, uh, in Buffalo. Yeah, that's they, that's they like the only, that's the only problem with their offense. You know, they need to get some better running backs. Um, so those are like the only three ones that I thought about, but then there was, three other picks that I really love that guys that were on my list that I was upset that you got. Number one was T Higgins. You drafted T Higgins. I was very upset. Like I was very upset. I don't know who I, I, that was your fifth. I think I drafted Jerry Judy after that, or maybe a running back. I don't know, but I wanted T Higgins and it paid off because he had a, he had a good game against the Vikings. Uh, So that was upsetting. Um, and, and then at the 60th pick, I didn't want TJ Hawkinson because I already had Darren Waller, but I love that strategy of getting a, good a, top, a, a top five tight end, especially, you know, you know, this year, this, this week was actually different. This week was actually different because a lot of like the lower tier tight ends had really good games. Like Higby had a good game and Dallas Goddard caught a touchdown. He had a good game, but most of the time those guys, are going to be duds. And so, you know, that is just, if you have a top five tight end, it's a, a big advantage over your opponent. And it paid off for me too. Dan Waller had a great game on Monday Night Football. Uh, so great minds think alike getting that top five tight end. And then I picked number 80, Antonio Brown, another player on my list that I wanted. And that pick also paid off on Thursday Night Football. What do you have, like 21 points? 25. Boy, actually, we're about to see here. But yeah. He had a great game. Or like and, yeah, just, just a, another amazing, I, I think an amazing pick for the value you get at pick 80. So overall, a good draft. And as we're going to see right here, that draft translated into a week one great performance from the team. So yeah. in week one, the Chicago Bihars played against Najee Cheese, which is Jacob Plum's team. And as you could see from the score all the way at the bottom, Abe had 132.8 to Jacob Plum's 117.4. So not such an, a big victory, you know, a solid 15 points. And he had a lot of players who played well. So Abe, you choose one player that you, you want to highlight 
and then I'll choose one that I want to highlight from your team. So go ahead. So actually, I'm going to highlight a player that uh, I'm a highlighted player that 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 didn't play, and the player that was kind of slipping on boards, and it was Debo Samuel, and everybody was all high on Ayuk this year, but yeah. what I noticed was, and you know, he was really down. So I thought of him as a really big high upside wide receiver. Um, when Debo Samuel played last year, he averaged 20 points. He did not like, uh, and I think this was in PPR, but he averaged like 20 points when he played last year, but he only played he like what when he played because he, he, he was injured. He was very injured. He had, he had a lot of injuries. So at the 80, at the 81st pick, I took a chance and my friends were all telling me like, look, Debo, he's going to like, he, he is a very high upside guy. I would draft him. If I were you, I think he'd be great for your bench. He'd be a great guy at your flex draft Debo Samuel. And I was like, you know what? And like, I never really heard about Debo Samuel before uh, two weeks before the draft. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to put Debo Samuel for my boys. I'm going to put him on the list. And boy, did he deliver 27.4 points. And he was on my bench, but wow, Debo Samuel is going to be something to behold. And I know it was one game, but I really hope that that that, that pays off to at least be a consistent flex pick. Um, and I really, I really, I really like Debo at that late, late round pick. Cause I thought he has a high, a lot of high upside and it cost me basically nothing. So, yeah. And so I was doing some, some scouting, um, for the week two matchups in the league. And I saw that you moved him into your flex. Mm-hmm. So you're riding on that 27 point performance and, you know, confident enough that he's going to get the job done. Um, especially against that, you know, they're playing the, the, the Niners are playing the Eagles this week. Oh yeah, and you know their 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 defense is questionable to say the least. So, uh, so we'll see if Debo can you know play as well as he did on Sunday. Um, and the player that I want to highlight is actually a player that I was surprised with, and that was well. First of all, I just want to say Young Hoku, one of my favorite players in the NFL. Don't drop him. He had an off week. He's going to be back next week. Don't you worry. That's, I just have to get that out of my system to be, to start with. And then the next player is, um, you know, I already talked about T. Higgins and Antonio Brown and T.J. Hawkinson. A player who I did not like in this year's draft um, is Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. So you picked Daryl Henderson. Actually, let's see exactly when you did that. Oh, no. <laughs> you draft head suck. Just in, in the seventh round. Uh, so pretty good value for a starting running back. And he had a great game against a really good Chicago defense. I was very surprised. He had 16 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. That is a very good game. And, you know, 15 points at your flex spots, you can't ask for really anything better than that. That That is just, that's great value from the seventh uh, round. Uh, so, you know, it looks like a lot of your picks are going to be paying off. Dale Henderson, we'll see if he's going to be able to continue to keep it up, um, especially with Sony Michelle maybe coming in to the, to the offense a little bit. But as of right now, Dale Henderson is the number one running back on the team. And he played well and worked out for your team. Um, yeah, it worked out even like, I just, I just looked at your bench that let's say if you played Marquez Callaway instead of Dale Henderson, and, you know, Plum 
played Marquise Goodwin instead of Juju, like you could have lost. So Daryl Henderson didn't he didn't really win you the game, but he gave you a big enough cushion that you could be comfortable. So yeah. you know that is that's important. And then just before we move on, just want to highlight Jacob's team a little. Um, Kyler Murray, as I said, he was the number one overall quarterback this year, this week in fantasy. Five total touchdowns, 33 points. That was great. His running backs stunk it up. <laughs> Saquon Barkley and Najee Harris, his, his team's namesake, did not play well. Um, he had an amazing wide receiver stack on Thursday Night Football with C.D. Lamb and Chris Godwin, which got him out to a, to a big lead um, after that game. But you, know, you came back Sunday and defeated him. And the rest of his team played okay, nothing crazy. Uh, but I do like Plum's team. I like his running backs. And if Saquon Barkley can continue to get healthy, I think he'll have a good season. And so now moving on to the standings. So as you can see, at the first overall spot in the standings is Judge Judy, which is my team, which you guys are going to be able to see later. We're going to do a breakdown of my team. That's not for right now, though. But Abe is actually is 1-0. Um, and he is the same record as me, but I scored more points than him. So I guess you could say officially he's in fifth place, but that's not really like he, he's got the first place with all of us. And he has, as of right now, according to ESPN, a 64% chance to make the playoffs. And a, he is the projected second seed in our league. That is much better than what I am. I'm projected a 45 <laughs> and I think I'm projected the the seventh or eighth seed. It's, I don't know what ESPN is thinking, but I I guess um, they're always like whack with their projections. <laughs> yeah, so you know ESPN has you as one of the best teams in the league, and you started off with a strong performance against Jacob Plum, and you're now one and zero, tied for first in the league. So after this first week, how are you feeling with your team's performance? And just overall about how the season has started. Well, um, I'm happy. I'm happy that a lot of the, a lot of my picks that like I was a little shaky on, like Antonio Brown, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, Daryl Henderson. You know, those were kind of like like Hail like Mary's. they're not like they're not they're not top tier guys like the Alvin yeah. Kamara's and uh, DK Metcalf of the world. Yeah, like those were kind of hail marys and. Um, and it's still, you know, it seems like they were, they, they gave cashed out at least in week one. Uh, but I'm scared, you know, I'm a little scared for week two. You know, I got a lot of bad matchups coming up. I got a lot of top tier defenses that I'm going to have to deal with. So uh, I have to figure out how I'm going to move my lineup around and hopefully weather the storm because I'm coming up against Occupied Palestine, who has the yeah, 100% so, chance to make playoffs. Yeah, so, I was going to talk about that, that, you know, you are playing against, you know, you're playing against Ohad. Um, and he he actually scored the second most points in the league, 150 points this past week, um, and is second in the league behind myself. Um, and he has a team that I think he it does not have a lot of you know. Let's think about it in the terms of basketball. It doesn't have a lot of good role players. I would say, you know, it doesn't have the like the T team. Higgins. Doesn't have the T. Higgins or you know the T. Well, he has something better than T.J. Hawkinson, but he doesn't have like the Daryl Hendersons and the Debo Samuels and players like that. But what he does have is a big three. He has Mahomes, Kelsey, and Adams, and he scored 150 points this past week with Adams scoring less than 10. And he is projected week two against 
the Chicago Bears to win 129 to 121. So seven points is not that big of a margin. Uh, and, you know, if anyone's team could beat Ohad, it's the Chicago Bears. Uh, but so you're, you're feeling you're feeling comfortable about playing this big three. I think that, uh, first of all, projections always lie. I was projected to lose this week. So projections are BS. I think that um, hopefully, uh, especially with, you know, Devontae Adams is a big question mark with how Aaron Rodgers played. I personally think Aaron Rodgers is going to try and throw the season because he's pissed that he didn't get traded. Oh, that is interesting. I think he's going to, I think, because he doesn't just play that bad. He had one fantasy point that was (laughs) on. DD's team. He scored one fantasy point for DD's yeah. team. In the ninth seed. <laughs> as you can see, Aaron Rodgers did not play well for his team manager. As DD is ninth in the league, only scoring 101 points this week, something like that. And only with it, and he only has a 22 percent chance to make the playoffs as of right now. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to pick it up for yeah. DD. <laughs> So I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I think, I think my, my lineup is pretty flexible to where I can move some people around, but I'm going to have to see what to do. I think I might have to make some starts that I'm a little bit scared about, but I'm going to see how much I'm going to delve into defense because while defense is hard, you, you have to remember that some of your starters are superstars and that defense doesn't really matter to them. <laughs> um, yeah. So and this is a, not like a confidential question, but this is going out to the entire YouTube community and the Gelman Report fans. And, you know, if someone in our fantasy team wanted to watch this video, they could. So you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But this, this video will be posted after waiver picks go through. And, mm. you know, so if you don't want to tell me, then that's understandable. But are you looking to make any moves on the waiver wire or maybe any players that you're looking to trade for after what you saw in week one? Any players you're trying to trade away? You know, I don't want to pry, but I think the fans might want to know. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So, I mean, I, have, I, I think there have been some nice waiver wire uh, shots. And, but I'm not going I, I, to go for the waiver wire this week. I just haven't really – I don't have anyone on my team that I really want to drop. But um, I like I, I like Tim Patrick. I'm gonna tell you something. I really like Tim Patrick. He had a great year last year, and Jerry Judy's out, so I think he can really fit in that role. I pro- he's probably gonna be taken this week. I like Tim Patrick. I also like uh, Mitchell. Um, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. The reason why, and I knew this. First of all, Raheem Mostert's injured, but the reason why I like Mitchell. First of all, training camp they were in love with him. Two, Kyle Shanahan every year will have a no-name be a superstar. Every year. I had Tevin Coleman. Raheem Mozart came in the end of the year, killed the game. Then Raheem Mozart comes in the beginning of last year, does really well, injured. Then another guy, I think it was Williams, the guy everybody was going crazy about. Or it was a different running back. It was one of the running backs that, uh, over there, 49ers, that, that everyone was going crazy with. It's always going to be a new running back every year, and that's why I'll never draft a Niners running back again, because there will always be another man up. And I don't know how they do it, but they find the craziest running backs. Um, they just find the craziest running backs uh, every year. And it's like, no, no names. You know what I mean? No name running backs. Yeah. And, and it's like, they just come out of nowhere. Like, like, like in 
in like 2K and Park, the brown shirts. Yeah, like <laughs> like the players you don't even know about. They just come in and like these guys are like superstars. Um, but uh, those are those are the guys that I'm really interested in. I'm kind of looking at the Texans offense a little, looking at Mark Ingram, but I, I don't think mm-hmm. any of that's gonna really be. I I I told myself I wasn't gonna draft a Texans player this year, and I don't think I'm gonna have a Texas player on my team this year. I just don't think I can't trust that offense. Yeah. So those are two players that you have in the waiver wire. And, you know, I know at least for me, I've already been talking to some people about trade mm. after what I've seen from week one. So are you in, you know, contact with anyone about any trades um, and any players in particular? So um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a player. Of course. Yes. So just for context, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is on OHA's team. His team name is Occupied Palestine. Um, he has, he's the team that has Kelsey and Mahomes, um, and he doesn't like the, the three Chiefs players he has. So he's been shopping around uh, Clyde to a lot of us, uh, me included. So I've also been looking into Clyde Ezra Solaire, seeing, seeing what I can give to get him on my team. So I like I, I'm, I'm looking into Clyde Edwards Lair and you know my team I have this philosophy I mean like besides like DK Metcalf and Alvin Kamara and Josh Allen everybody's tradable everybody's tradable so I mean that includes James Robinson that includes T Higgins that includes Hawkinson and Henderson and Antonio Brown and people say includes the whole squad so um, I've been looking around I've been looking uh, but. I don't, and I guess it might, I mean, I don't know. We just have to see. I mean, I think three weeks in is really when I start trying to make trades. Cause I don't want to be too hasty um, yeah. with the, with this, with the team, but I made a lot of trades last year and I'm planning on making a lot of trades this year. Uh, that's yeah. how you I, I love making trades. Yeah. It's very fun. Um, I love shaking up the, the rosters around the league. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm, you know, maybe we can make a trade between us two. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll hit up. I'll head up your, your scouting team and we can make a trade between us. But as of right now, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm looking into trading with other managers, but not going to, you know, go crazy as of right now. Only it's only been one week. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think I have any more. I don't have any more slides. We went through everything. We went over the matchup, went over the draft. We went over next week's matchup. Um, and yeah, so that's, the end of the episode i wish you good luck thank you next week against ohad and i wish you good luck for the rest of the year in your fantasy endeavors before we sign off is there anything that you want to say to the people listening out here i don't know just don't don't get emotionally attached to your players it's a mistake that we all make in fantasy football yes i do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. And that's maybe why I've never won in this league. Um, but that is good advice. Good advice. Everyone, everyone listen. That is good advice from a polished fantasy football player. So you should definitely listen to that. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. And if you and subscribe to your YouTube channel, it helps the channel out a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye.